0: Hello, I'm Kathy Duplantis, and I am so excited to be with you today. Since my glorious women's conference is this week, we're bringing you a message that I preached during last year's conference to get you fired up. It's titled, The Vision of Jesus for His Church. I believe God has led you here today for a reason. And wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, know that He's calling you, and He has a specific message that's going to clarify the vision that He has for you. There is a divine assignment on your life. Are you ready to get to it? Well, the message you're about to see is gonna ignite your spirit and excite the love and purpose Christ has planted inside of you already. I want you to be encouraged because this message is gonna minister to your life greatly. See, God has a glorious victory ahead with your name on it. So get ready to learn what he has for you. So watch and be blessed. Well, let's turn to Matthew chapter 16 as we begin. Matthew 16. You see, Jesus asked his disciples a question, and we're going to read this today. We're going to begin reading in verse 13 through 15. Again, I'm sticking with the Passion Translation today. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 15. I've got to find those little tiny numbers in this little translation. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the Son of Man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced you are John the Baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, Jesus, who do you say that I am, Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. That anointed means Messiah, Amen. the Christ. That's what those words mean. And so Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you, did not, you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. Amen. I, did I go to so this, this was a beautiful thing when I read this scripture. I realized that, you know, that day Peter didn't even realize that God spoke to him. He was just saying what he thought was coming out of his own mind. But he says, the, you, he didn't even realize that he had heard from the Father. There are many times when you speak, you're not realizing God's really talking to you or through you to someone else. But God is able to do this. So he told him that he wasn't, he didn't realize what he was speaking. You see, Jesus asked his disciples who other people thought he was. Then he asked them the same question. So it's not enough for you to know what other people are saying about Jesus. You must know, understand, and accept for yourself That he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one, the the Christ, the son of the living God. You need to know that for yourself. Because you must move from curiosity to commitment. From admiration to adoration. You see, your response to this question will determine your eternal destination. Amen? Amen. I want us to continue reading, starting again at verse 16. I went a little farther than I should have. 16, it says, Simon Peter spoke up and said, You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overcome it. That was a powerful thing. Jesus said, I will build my church. And this was the first time that the word church was used in the Bible. And it was translated from this Greek word called ekklesia, which simply means people assembled. And it applies to the Christians as being called together out from the world. And this is where Jesus shared his vision for the church. He gave his disciples an example of what would, uh, kind of like a blueprint of what he would want to happen. And it's so important that you hang around visionaries. Jesus, of course, was a visionary. It's important that you hang around visionaries, people who who are filled with vision and, and keep talking about it. You know, you need to keep stretching. Sometimes when you speak your vision, it sounds massive, impossible to do. But the more you speak it, the, the, you know, you say, oh, you know, I, can, I think I can do this. At first you say, oh, no way in your head. But eventually the more you say it, the more you see it in the word, the more you surround yourself with people of like precious faith, other visionaries, other people that walk by faith, it's, it becomes comprehensible. I mean, it becomes somewhere, something that can be done. Oh yeah, I I got this. I got this because I have God in my my life and I can do all things. Amen. So the vision that Jesus has for his church has four distinct characteristics. Number one, the church will be established on the rock solid foundational truth that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. You can't get away from that. Ha- that has to be square one. That has to be ground zero, so to speak. That's what happens. That's what we read in, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He's calling us to do that. Amen? Amen. Let's continue. Did we read 18? Yes, ma'am. These numbers. I, got, I, I should have written down in paper. But this is what happens. When God's called us to set it down, to to proclaim the rock-solid foundational truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. When I first got saved, I was the first one that was born again in my family. And of course, I wanted everybody that I knew, and especially my family, to know Jesus. And so I remember when I flew down while I left Jesse wherever he was traveling, and we were traveling, he was a rock entertainer at the time. And I came down to visit my family. I remember we spent a couple of nights with my sister, who was in New Orleans at the time because her husband was going to law school and they were staying in the area uh, in one of the apartments there. And so I remember J- Jules was going to school to be a lawyer now, so he's really smart. And, and uh, so he loved to argue, and he was practicing on me. And so I remember felt, you know, I just wanted to, t- I just, you know, when you share your story, nobody can dispute it. When they see the reality that you are changed and you are, you love Jesus and the word is real. They, they may try to, they may not want to accept it, but they can't deny it. And so I was talking to Jules that night, Deborah had gone to bed and my sister, Deborah. And so Jules and I were talking back and forth. We went, I was showing him things in the scriptures that I had learned. I'd been born again, maybe a year and I was learning so much because I had never read the Bible before I got born again, and I was like a sponge, I just just got and the Holy Spirit was my guide Amen. because I wasn't at a place where I could go to church because we were traveling we were living in hotels and and but whenever we weren't traveling, and which was usually on a Sunday, I would always find a church, and I went to church and I learned that I could pray for my husband that I could and I remember that I would uh they, if they had a prayer line, I'd get, in, get right in the middle of it. And I'd say, I want y'all to pray for my heathen husband. <laughs> I learned that I could plead the blood of Jesus, so I'd lay hands on him in the night. And thank Father, you. I thank you, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus. Satan, you come out of him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Usually I did that when he was asleep, but after a while I was getting bold and he was awake. I didn't care. I did it any time. <laughs> so he, got, he didn't like it. But I said, what are you going to do? Send him to hell number two? <laughs> I wanted to rescue him from that place. And so I enlisted my daughter Jody. We'd pray for him together. And there was a time that came when he sat, like I talked about last night, he got born again watching Billy Graham as well. And the first words he heard when he came out of that bathroom, after he had prayed and accepted Jesus in his heart, he opened the door. Of course, me and Jody are right there by the door. She's (laughs) almost three. And uh, her first words were to him was, Daddy's not going to hell no more. (laughs) And so he said, who told you I was going to hell? He and she said, Mama. <laughs> Jody was my prayer partner. We learned the word together in those early years. It was sweet. Amen. But, you know, God does that. He brings, he calls us and gives us a message. But we have to know that it's always established the fact that Jesus is the Christ. He is the one. He is the answer, not a answer. He is the answer. Yeah. So I was talking back and forth with my, with my brother-in-law, and he had these little philosophies. Oh, well, I have, that sounds nice, Kathy, he told me. He says, but I have a philosophy. You know, I just believe, he starts telling me all that he believes. You know, I just believe that if you're a good person and you, you know, you're good to people and you know, you, you know that, that'll be okay, I'll still go to heaven. I said, no, that's not true. And, and that was my argument. No, that's not true. And, and we didn't argue, I mean, we left that go. I'm talking about a debate. I'm not talking about we were fighting, you understand me, right? I'm not talking about that. It was a great, great discussion. And I love those things. I love debating the Word of God. I remember we would go to, well, I keep interrupting my story on my story. I'm going to get back to that one. But my husband, uh, we had to go to a a class reunion. So we went to a class reunion and we got to meet up with this man who is now a pastor. And he was, uh, when we first knew him 20 years before, Him, he had just gotten saved, but he was going to this church that did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they didn't believe in speaking in tongues. And I'm not going to tell you the denomination, but you just probably could figure it out. But (laughs) I remember he and I would get together, and we'd have discussions back and forth. And I'd 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 get fired up, and he would stir me up. And I'd go after we get done, I couldn't convince him. So I'd study, and before I went back with him again, I made sure I had some more scriptures. And then we'd get together and we'd talk. And after a while, his pastor told him something. He says, I don't want you to fellowship with those people anymore. Yeah. So he's, he couldn't. He says, my pastor won't let me talk to y'all anymore because I think I was winning the argument. Yeah. Because, but later, he's here as a pastor now in Georgia somewhere, and we saw him about uh, five years ago or whatever it was. And he said, Kathy, remember when we used to debate the Word of God? Wasn't that fun? Yeah. It's good when you can get to some, with someone and you can study the Word of God like that or just discuss it and passionately, and, but not, not angry. You don't have to get angry about it. But that day when I was talking to Jules and he told me those statements, he said, no, Kathy, that's not true. I, so, no, I told him that when he told me his philosophy, I told him, no, Jules, that's not true. Oh, y'all follow me? I'm sorry to interrupt myself. So um, I, I just left it, let it alone and then just continued to pray for him. But years later when he... When he came to the Lord, he told me that he says, Kathy, I just could not get away from those simple words that you gave me. No, that's not true. And it just stayed with him. So don't ever, under, don't ever get down on yourself. I think that you can't say something. God can give you just the specific word that you need to get through to that person that he put upon your heart. And so I remember when he got born again, he says he could not forget those words. No, no that's not true. And truth is what captured him. And he has got totally born again, became a pastor, now still a pastor, and now he he left the law business. He was a lawyer for about 10 years. He still does law, but his main deal is he's ministering, and he's a missionary to France. So give the Lord a hand clap for that. But that's what God does. So the vision that Jesus has for his church is has four distinct characteristics. The second one is, the church will be filled with new creation of, a new creation, creations of people that have been washed in the blood of Jesus and are called together to glorify Him. That's what He said in this, this verse of Matthew chapter 16. It's upon this rock. I, I'm gonna, Jesus is that rock-solid foundation, amen? He is the architect and the builder of His own church. The church will be filled with new creations of people that have been washed in the blood of Jesus and called together to glorify him. I love what those things that Kathy said during, Sulufo said during the Girl Talk panel about the church, how important it is. I share that passion. This is what God has created the church because he wants us to grow in that area. It's the only way you can grow is to not just be a spectator, but be a participator. Amen. Be used by the Lord. Let God use us. It's the only way to grow is to get right on the forefront and get into the kingdom of God and say, Lord, here I am, use me. Amen praise the Lord. Well, this is so important because when we seek Jesus through prayer and study of his word, we're going to understand who we are in him. And we're also going to understand the authority that belongs to us to enforce his will on the earth. You have to realize that you're not the same girl or the chick or whatever you want to call yourself, woman, lady, female, whatever. You're not the same person you were before you, got, before you came to know Jesus. You are totally changed from the inside out. Don't get confused by the earth suit you see in the mirror. Because inside of you is God himself. Liquid blood fire of God flowing through you. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2 because the characteristics of the church that Jesus builds will embody all that he is this is what he's calling us to do second 1 peter chapter 2 let's read verses 10 4 through 10 1 peter chapter 2 verse 4 through 10 it says so keep coming to him who is the living stone Though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chose, chosen by God, and is priceless in his, God's sight. Come and be his living stones, who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you serve as holy priests, offering up spiritual sacrifices that He is He readily accepts through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, Look, I lay a cornerstone in Zion, a chosen and priceless stone, and whoever believes in him will certainly not be disappointed. As believers, you know this great worth, indeed its preciousness, is imparted to you. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected and discarded has now become the cornerstone and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock to trip over. They keep stumbling over the message because they refuse to believe it. And this they are destined to do. But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings and a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. Listen to this. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. That's your assignment. Y'all know they always say to tell a what is it? Telegraph, telephone, tell a woman. God made you just the way you are. And he wants you to broadcast his glorious message all over the world. Right? One one verse says, the women who publish the good news are a great host. Y'all have probably heard that. This is something God is calling us to do. I mean, this message for many, many years was closed only to a certain gender. But God has opened up the door, girls, and we need to walk through it. Don't be timid anymore. Don't allow the enemy to squash your voice. And don't sabotage your own life with your voice. Don't say, oh, I can't. Get that kind of vocabulary out of your mind, out of your thinking. Get get fired up with who you really are and see yourself the way God does. And if you don't see that quite yet, Take the time to get in his presence and be filled with his glory, Amen. glorious majesty and his bold power will come up out of you. Amen. And it, I mean, I'm not saying that your personality is going to change, ama- you know, like that, but you're going to have the strength and the courage Amen. to speak for yourself. Amen. You know, si- we, so told, too long we've been silent about what God's really saying to us. Because, you know, if I say that, maybe, what would they think? we got to get beyond a word about what they think and only be concerned about what God thinks. Amen. That is so true. You know, we can't let the enemy squash our voices. God has given us a message to share, and he's counting on all of us to broadcast it to the world. Be encouraged because God called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. He claimed you as his very own. Don't you see that? See, God says that you are his chosen treasure. I love that. And remember, he chose you so that you could publish his glorious wonders throughout the earth. He says that you're worthy of the wonderful calling that he has put on your life. So don't be timid about it. Don't sabotage your own life with your own voice. Don't say, oh, I can't do that or I could never, that could never happen to me. So take that veil off, start seeing who you really are and what you can do in Christ. Get a view of yourself that's in line with the view that God has of you. You know, you can't really know who you are and what you have without your own revelation of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for you. Like I said, it's not enough to know what other people say about Jesus. You must understand, know and accept for yourself that he is the Christ, the Messiah. You know, maybe you're not sure of who you are or who he is or what's going on in your life or what your divine purpose is. I want to pray with you right now because I believe that Jesus will give you a personal revelation of his forgiveness, his love, power and purpose that is yours when you call out to him with your whole heart. Let's pray right now. Father, I pray for every person that's that's watching along right now, that's standing and praying with me, Lord, that you would see their heart. Lord, reveal your plan for their life. Lord, come into, ask them to show them the way that you have for them, the plan so that they can be born again and be changed forever. Lord, we thank you that the veil is being lifted off of their eyes and they're seeing the wonderful salvation that you died to give to them. Lord, I thank you that they're going to ask you to forgive them of their sins and receive you into their their heart so that they can be born again. I pray this to the Father in Jesus' name. I believe that you've been changed and that prayer has changed your life. But stay right there. We're going to be showing you some more wonderful things that's going to be going on right here at JDM. And I'll be right back to minister more after this. We're positioned for the greatest revival this world has ever known. We are looking forward to the great return of our Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to need every one of us to be enlisted and on the front lines of doing what we're called to do. This promise of Jesus is available to whosoever, for whatsoever. It's for you. Keep moving higher and farther and give God the glory. Glorious, a conference for women. Friday, March 8th and
1: Saturday, March 9th.
0: Do you realize that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything he's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm gonna show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for Success, order your copy at jdm.org today. My book, Suited for Success, is this month's product offer. You know, countless people have written in to tell us how it has dramatically changed every area of their lives. You know, God's plan of salvation is more than just eternal life in heaven, and that's beautiful. But as a born-again believer, you've been divinely suited for a successful future right here on earth. You've been equipped with everything you need to live victoriously in every way. You know, because of Jesus, your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream that God God has put in your heart with faith. You know, I encourage you to order your copy of Suited for Success today at jdm.org. You know, well, as I mentioned earlier, this week is Glorious 2024 and we are expecting one of the greatest celebrations with Jesus that we have ever encountered. Registration and admission for Glorious is always free and we're going to have fun, fellowship, Glorious Girl Talk panel, of course, lots of Glorious giveaways, amazing worship and anointed teaching. So you do not want to miss it. And for this year's conference, the Lord has given me a powerful scripture from Luke 15 verse 7. In the Passion Translation, it says, Jesus continued. In the same way, there will be a glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of one lost sinner who repents, comes back home, and returns to the fold, more so than for all the righteous people who never swayed away. With that verse in mind, God gave me life-changing messages to share with you that are going to prepare you for Jesus' great return. So come celebrate and magnify our Heavenly Father with us. It starts Friday night, March the 8th at 7 p.m., and then Saturday morning begins with our glorious, Glorious Girl Talk panel at 9 a.m., and our guest panelists that are coming will be powerful women of God who will be answering relevant questions with wisdom and insight that will minister to you greatly. The conference concludes at 10 a.m. with our final session, and I'll be preaching a message that you will not want to miss. You can go to jdm.org for all of those details. You know, if you can't be with us here to celebrate in person, you can still watch on our JDM app or wherever you watch our live stream. Just go to jdm.org for all the specifics. I don't want you to leave today without me having an opportunity to thank all of our partners. So thank you. We couldn't reach the people and change the lives one soul at a time without you. And I appreciate you. And I I know that many people watch that maybe you're not a partner. You can give one time or become a partner if the Lord is speaking to you. Do that by going to jdm.org or using PayPal or text to give or you can actually mail in your donation. All that information is on the screen to help you to do that, to be a part of what we're doing every single day to reach people, change lives all over the world. And until then, know that Jesse and I love you, and we're praying for
1: you. My March partner offer and the curtain tour is full of revelation about how God tore the veil between himself and mankind. Jesus came and broke the power of sin, and man was freed in Christ's triumph. There's absolutely nothing standing between us anymore. What does God say? If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You don't have to hesitate. You can go bold to the throne of grace. Go to JDM.org and get your copy today. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Gestion of Planets Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do. You know Jesus. Listen to me. It is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. Are you ready to believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible, because it's doable? In my new book, Believe, you will be challenged to believe the uncompromised Word of God so that you can receive all that God has for your life.
0: Yes, it's time to unlock your faith in God's promises and believe the truth of the gospel. For your donation of $5 or more, you can receive your physical copy or digital download of believe at jdm.org. It's
1: time to make your faith work. Order your copy today and remember to believe. My sin was then upon Jesus, your sin was upon Jesus, and the Father God cannot look upon sin, cannot. The Holy Spirit, they can't, He can't touch sin. None of them, the only person that ever touched sin in the Godhead was Jesus. He actually became sin. He did not become a sinner, because you'd have to commit sin to be a sinner. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. We were never righteous, but we were made righteous, you see, because of what Jesus did.